Photography Chat with Merlin. Photography Chat with Merlin. Welcome to another episode of The Chat. Uh, we're season three, episode 45, and we've got Matthew Burt with us, who's just fresh from work. How's work today? Uh, it's been busy. Uh, I, yeah, I, I uh, moonlight as a loan specialist for a community bank. So okay. We're, we're in the midst of an audit, which is fun. That does not sound fun. Nah. Yeah. But. I, I feel like if you is. had like a Ron Howard type announcer in your life when you're like, it's fun. He's like, it in fact was not fun. Yeah. 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 If I could have a little rest development narration, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs sense. a little Ron Howard. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that like a, like a credit union kind of thing then? Uh, no, it's a, it's just a, it's called first Northern bank of okay. Dixon, California. Um, it's been there about a hundred years. Oh, um, holy shit. so yeah, yeah. I got into baking back in 2012, I believe. And yeah, I was working for a bank here in the town I live in. And then, um, you know, as the years go by, things change. And, uh, now I'm working for this operation. It's about 35, 40 minutes commute away. What came first, photography or banking? Photography, by far, yeah. So how'd you yeah, get I into actually, photography? Uh, so I uh, think it was about when I was about 13 or 14, really got into skateboarding. Um, turns out I wasn't a very good skater. Uh, <laughs> I, I could do a couple tricks, but um, I, uh, I was a little Mongo footed, which some of you skateboarders are on here know what that is. And, uh, I couldn't, couldn't adjust. I, I remember friends being like, well, why don't you just switch to goofy footed? And you know, you're still, still pushing with that left foot. Well, I'm ambidextrous. So my body's all crazy with like, what, what's the more, you know, this hand, this hand or what foot, what foot's more powerful than the other this and that. So I never, could adjust. And, um, I think when I was 14, my mom got me a subscription to Transworld skateboarding. Um, and I, I had obviously like flipped through the other magazines too. And that kind of just opened my eyes to, uh, photography, still photography. Um, then we had another friend get a video camera. So I was like, yeah, I'll film, I'll shoot whatever. And then I, my freshman year of high school, my grandmother actually bought me a camera oh nice yeah and started started shooting um skating and then got a yearbook that kind of stuff um within the high school and it's been, been a long journey yeah I, i'm also mongo footed so oh great I just... <laughs> I, yeah I, I i appreciate the fellow mongos for sure yeah yeah, and I, I don't think I could all eat to save my life right now. Like, uh, just like yeah, uh, like on grass. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, yeah, totally grass. Yeah. Like, totally could do uh, that. But I'm just a chubby guy that like awkwardly rolls around sometimes when I feel like yeah. embarrassing the shit out of myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with skateboarding nowadays too. I remember a few years back, uh, one of my girlfriend's nephews got like one of those penny boards and, uh, I was like, Oh yeah. Uh, I used to skate, you know, like went to go like step on it and like shot out. And I like <laughs> kind of felt like I was going to hyperextend my knee. And I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm just walking away from this <laughs> right now. My, my niece and nephew are learning how to skate because my little brother is still, um, he's in much better shape than I am. Um, cause like, unlike me, he actually has like a real job where he has to like physically work his body and, um, oh, right. I'm, I'm a slave to like outlook and PowerPoint. So it's like, yeah, me, yeah. I, yeah. I feel you there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the most workout I get is his fingers and like, you know, I got a really big right. mouse spring on my arm yeah. from like, you know, yeah, I got this, uh, tennis elbow and carpal tunnel, <laughs> you know, that really kicks in. And they're like, Uncle Merlin, Dad says you skate too. When are you going to skate with us? And I'm like, uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, kind of how it was with, uh, like, you know, with the guys uh, growing up. was like they, I could tell that they were more talented than me. And I was just kind of like, okay, like I'm going to go off and skate a little bit, kind of either on my own with someone close to my, you know, style. Yeah, And then, but in the meantime, like, yeah, if you guys, you know, want me to sh- like, I'll come shoot, I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do. So that's pretty cool. So you did a lot, yeah. was it like a lot of stills or a lot of video for the skate stuff? Uh, a little, I would actually say ultimately it was probably more video. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went through quite a few roles. I still got a few shots from back then that I hold dear. And, um, I just visited a friend, um, last weekend in um, Idaho who uh, actually still has all our little uh, eight millimeter camcorder shot footage. Uh, He had boxes of old photos. I was kind of going through those and I found a couple that I was like, Oh, like, Oh, I remember shooting this or, you know, um, Oh, like what happened here? Like he kind of refreshed me on what, what the situation was. I actually, I was actually upset. There was a, I know we got, video of it but inside our high school there was a seven stair on like you know like linoleum or tile or whatever on the inside of the high school and you know you can't do can't skate it during during class or whatever but like sometimes they forget to lock that hall after school or like during football games so we snuck in there once and he kick flipped it and i shot it uh, shot a still of it and it was super <clears throat> underexposed and he had oh, the, shit. he had the underexposed photo and I was like, Oh man, I haven't seen this photo in years and I'm still mad. Um, but that was back <laughs> when I didn't know like aperture or shutter speed very well at all. And it was just kind of just going for it. That's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a good trip down memory lane for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> Did you grab a few to like scan for uh, prosperity's sake or what was that? Uh, did you get a few to scan for like posterity's sake? Uh, yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I, I took a few on my phone, um, to, to, you know, just kind of crop them to, um, there's one that I was actually going to post soon, um, that, that I shot for, for my friend and, uh, ended up, uh, I was the photo editor of, the yearbook our senior year and I try I tried to get that photo into the main portion of the yearbook but I think it just made it on his like uh parents like menus uh 
like senior page thing, kind of like mm-hmm. a tribute, like, Oh, my son graduated. So that photo ended up there, but I tried to get it like in the main yearbook and it got voted out. It's like, no, you can't have a bunch of skateboard photos in the yearbook. It's like, uh, all right. That was pretty lame. Yeah. I mean, Damn administration. I did what I could. I, I actually, the, the editor of the yearbook and I got into it a few times. She's like, all these pictures are your friends. And I'm like, I kind of get along with everybody at this high school. So yeah, they're all my friends, yo. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sorry that you think that this person's in the yearbook more than someone that, you know, I just, I just shoot the photos as is. And you're asking for candid shots. I'm just walking around school, just shooting. So, um, but that was fun. I mean, I remember it pretty well. It was a good time. That's awesome. And then, so like after like high school and all that, you kind of kept up with photography or. Yeah. I, uh, I got out of school, um, to, to, uh, to describe myself as a scholar would be a little wrong. Uh, I was borderline B student. Um, I, I got out of high school and wasn't really sure what I was doing. Um, I had a part-time job at a local restaurant here and continued to do that. And then um, about a year later after high school, I got to uh, go to Solano Community College, which is in uh, Fort Fairfield, California. And their photography program I stumbled upon. Um, I was looking to take a, like a photo class just to see what it'd be like. And, um, I hadn't at that time hadn't done any film processing or film printing. Um, and they were fully loaded with all that. And I brought a little booklet of some, just a little album of like five by sevens, uh, that over the years that I took, uh, to, to see if I can get in. Cause I knew the class was full. Um, and the, uh, the, uh, president of that, department and professor at the time, uh, took a look at it and said, Hey, do you want to join the pro program? And I said, uh, what does that entail? And he said, well, it's five days a week and it's six hours a day. And I was like, okay, I kind of came here to figure out, I actually was looking to be into uh, like a teaching program to become a teacher. And, uh, so I, I took him up on it and, uh, for the next two years, I worked in that photo department and uh, just shot and did projects and uh, developed film and printed film. And it was it was very it, it was rewarding because both the professors were great. They were com- polar opposites of each other, and uh, we had a lot of fun um, just doing a bunch of different things. But like as far as my uh, continuation of uh, becoming a teacher or anything it just all stopped i just focused on those classes for two years that's really cool yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun um it was kind of uh at the beginning of digital photography um i feel and uh so we didn't really cover digital very much i think my last two semesters there uh we kind of talked more about digital did some digital projects but everybody was kind of still like film, 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 um, and, and printing. And so we, we mostly did that. What was the, uh, the first kind of digital camera that you got to use? Um, what did we have? 
I don't recall what we had in class. <clears throat> I, I personally, uh, got a Nikon D70, which I still have and still use. Dude, um, that was my first digital too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's still at my ex-wife's house somewhere. Um, but the big bummer with it is it's better at eating memory cards than it is taking pictures now. It, Cause it's like oh, right. the D seventies had that thing where eventually they would just start corrupting cards as soon as you put them in. And yeah, it did yeah. like big sad. I was like, hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, after I got out of school, I mean, I was kind of like, you know, everybody's, trying to figure out what they're going to do with their photography. And that's when digital started to take off. It's the MySpace era. Dude. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> fucking MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it right now. I mean, this, some of this stuff is just crazy right now. Um, but, uh, we need Tom. Yeah. Back. I, Where is Tom right yeah. now? Tom would fix oh, everything. Enjoying life, man. I think yeah. he takes digital photos now. Yeah. Like landscapes. Yeah, I thought I heard I heard or saw, you know, internet rumors that are probably true, right? Dude and, took all the money and like went on to a fucking mountain and just like was yeah. like, you know, Tom was like, fuck you all. I was your friends and then you all like unfriended yeah. me and I got all this money. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the fucking mountains now, live my best life. Yeah, that's that's how you got to do it, you know? Like he just took off, man. That's great. I I I would love to do that. <laughs> me too. Um but yeah, I uh I, I was kind of in a flux at that time. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I got to start a digital career. Like, what do I do? And then, you know, it's kind of like figuring out like what's other people doing. Well, I, I also at the same time, like with skateboarding, um, kind of with my friend circle, a lot of them started picking up, uh, instruments and we knew a few people that were already in band. So I started shooting band photography um, started doing that digitally. Uh, and at one point I remember, um, uh, someone's band was just like, not really keen with my style. Like I was really into like slow shutter speeds and just letting the, the light of the room kick in and just get some of that blur from like a guitarist or a drummer. Like I was so into that. And, uh, I think that was kind of like my downfall was some of the bands are like, uh, can we just see this clearly please? And like, I was like, I was like, nah, this is my style. Like, you hey, know, this is I, art, man. Yeah. And like, I was a Jim Marshall fan and I was just trying to find that medium and I never really did. And then, uh, after that, I actually, I shot a few like friends weddings, um, and got hired to do a couple weddings. Couldn't hang. Like it was crazy stressful for me. Uh, so I, I uh, kind of actually sat sat the D seventy away, set it down. I stopped shooting photography for like uh, three or four years. I like would sparingly pick up my camera. Like I was actually physically ill picking up my digital camera. Oh shit! Yeah, I I couldn't stand it. Couldn't stand the feel of it. Couldn't. It just didn't feel right. And. Uh, that was a weird time. Like, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than I did not, I physically did not want to take digital photographs. Um, I did a brief stint of, uh, working for another photographer, just helping out. He had a gallery here in town and he was a digital photographer and he did his best to try to help me out too. And I just, 
I, I couldn't do it. And, uh, after a few more years, uh, I, I just got the urge to shoot film again. And, um, I remember my girlfriend's brother and I and her were taking a trip up to Lake Tahoe. Um, or it was Reno, it was Reno actually. And, uh, I asked him to grab me like at the time too. And you can attest to this as well. Uh, it's like, where do I find film? It was like 2014, I think 20, yeah, 2014, 2013, something. That was a bit scarce then. Yeah. And so he, I like called around and there was a, uh, camera shop in Sacramento near him and I said hey can you just grab me a couple rolls of this and uh, he's like really and I was like yeah and so I took my uh, film cameras I had uh, Pentax ZX7 and a Pentax P3 uh, that was my grandmother's and uh, I took them up to Reno and shot some rolls of film and felt so much better um, about it um, and they weren't even like some of the photos were great some were it's just crap because I was like just getting back into it and um, it actually helped propel me into shooting more and I uh, I would say like I officially got more into film and shooting film in 2015. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And do you still shoot with your grandma's Pentax? Yes. Uh, it, it still functions. It's... Uh, uh, I, I, are you familiar with the, the Pentax P3? I, I'm not super familiar with the Pentax world, but I think it's, it's really it's cool a, when you can use it's the It's a hammer. Things. Like, the, the shutter is a hammer. It, like, comes down hard, and sometimes the shutters, like, get stuck a little bit. Um, but it, I, I can't get rid of it. Uh, my grandmother's passed quite a few years ago, and I, I still pull it out every once in a while and shoot with it. It's, it's a good camera. That's awesome, man. I like that kind of stuff where it has like family history to it. Um, right. Yeah. Me too. One of my favorite cameras to shoot is uh, my mom's old AE1. And oh, nice. It's like, I think she got it in 1978. So it's like, it's a couple of years older than I am. Um, and it's never had a CLA. <laughs> oh, wow. And it still works, you know, knock on That's wood perfectly. Great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I got a um, AE one as well, um, and it was a gift from uh, a friend of mine here in my town. And it was his father's who passed away, and he's like, "Hey, I, I don't know what to do with this. I thought maybe you might be able to use it." And I currently shoot with that as well, and it, it's great. It's a good camera to have. That's rad. So, like, yeah. what's your go-to camera now? I'd have to say my Olympus XA2. Yeah, it's just, it's, it hasn't let me down, um, and it, it's quick to use, uh, easy to take places. Uh, if you see on my feed, there's a few, like, concerts that I've been to. It's easy to get into those concerts. Like, um, I, I went to a concert recently, and it was taken out. The security guy kind of looked at it funny. I was like, oh, it's a film camera. And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> Um, that, that camera has been sensational for me. Uh, I have a Canon, uh, QL, was it, uh, Canon X QL or CL 17 G3. I can never get it right, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a newer addition to my bag and I really enjoy it. 
Oh, that's like the uh, the rangefinder one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. Yeah. The QLs. Yeah, yeah. I, I I've shot a few rolls with it so far, and I've been very happy with the results. So it's been nice. Um, but yeah, those three cameras are probably the ones I keep in my bag the most, and I have a few like other oldies um, that that I have lying around that are just sparingly used, um, and uh, I'm looking to upgrade and get a medium format at some point. Um, I had a Pentax six, seven, um, from a photographer up river from here and it, 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 the shutter stuck and done. Oh, you can't get it repaired. I, I've looked at repairs. Uh, I even tried to repair it myself and down that rabbit hole. was not easy. And, um, uh, the consensus was, you know, it might be cheaper or, or more beneficial just to buy another medium format camera. That's so, right. And uh, it's it's a pretty beat up 6.7. So um, I'd like to get like a Mamiya C330 or something like that. I have a C33 that I might, I might be oh. twisted into selling. <laughs> okay. Well, I, we might have to talk later about that. <laughs> I, I haven't used it for a really long time. Um, okay. I bought it off of this dude in Toronto. And uh, it was like, we always had, you know, Bronica, Bronica SQA. Those are fucking dope. Oh, yeah, too. Eric just mentioned that, yeah. too. And the, the, the there. I've heard good things. I haven't shot one. Dude. Okay. That's my all-time favorite medium format camera is okay. uh, the All SQA right. series. You can't go wrong with any okay. of them. And um, actually, an, another guy on here, Ryan, a.k.a. Slooch, um, he's been buying up all of these like cheap SQAMs from uh, fucking Japan because oh, wow. they have like the built-in motor drive. Here, just a second. I'll grab it so you can see it. Okay. All right. So everybody wants all of the ones that don't have the built-in motor drive. So they are all insanely expensive right now. But apparently on the Japanese market, you can get the SQAM, which has a built-in motor Uh drive. And they're like, I think he's picking them up for like 250 or something like that. Oh, rad. Yeah. And so it's just like, it's because it's got this like built-in motor drive that you can't remove. Uh, but if you don't mind having that on there, then you can get into a really cheap um, SQA. And uh, it uses the same lens as, as all the rest of them. Uh, like, get the 80 oh, mil cool. with it. And, like, the 80 yeah. mil is super dope. Um, yeah, it's, like, all-time favorite camera. And the, the flappy shutter noise that it makes because of the mirror slap on it is just, like, mm-hmm. is so satisfying. Like it's, Oh man, I'm definitely, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. But they are sure. also sons of bitches. Like okay. I, I love my Bronica, but I also hate it because it's just like a dirty bastard to me sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I haven't tried this one yet. I just got this one okay. and I haven't had a chance to get it all like tuned up. But like my SQA is SQAI is just like such an asshole sometimes um because it'll work 
and I'll take a few yeah. shots and then I'll be like, nah, we're not going to do that now. We're, we're done. We're done shooting. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, kind of like trying to figure out why the, the shutter's not working. Then it'll be like, pa-plow. And I'm like, well, I didn't want you to take oh, a shot man. now. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and so it's like, they're very, um, they have a lot of personality. Okay. But the Seiko, like yeah. the, the Seiko glass, man, nice. like it's nice. the, the, the Japanese glass that they, they make on them is, is amazing. Like, yeah, if, if you're looking in the medium format world, like the, such a nice camera, um, okay. and a great system. Um, yeah. Eric, Eric's oh, totally on point with I that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate the tips, um, Eric and, and from you too. Cause like I said, I, I, uh, had that six, seven and I only shot so many rolls out of it before one could put on me. And so I have a, a pretty good size amount of medium format film that's just, you know, refrigerating <laughs> and I'd like to shoot it. So, yeah. Yeah. I've got way too much when the pro 400 H was uh, on its way out. Oh, right. Um, yeah. The, the local camera store here in Vancouver was selling it for like nine bucks a roll. And I was oh, like, nice. I hate Fuji. Like I'm not a huge yeah. fan of it, but I was like for, I, n- yeah. for nine bucks a roll, I can learn to love Fuji. Um, right. Cause yeah. I was like, yo, it's, I'm getting two rolls for the price of a Kodak basically. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. We all, well, I think we've all been kind of making those sacrifices uh, with the Kodak thing going on. So. Yeah, um, I think I, I yeah I recently bought some Fuji thirty five. Also, not a big Fuji person, um, so I again, like you said, you gotta learn to love it. So exactly, <laughs> kind of what I've been doing. You know, the love is still deep and wide, Tim. You know, forgive us for our transgressions. Yeah, transgressions. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, dude, medium format is so fun. And then um, I've recently got suckered into the world of large format as well. Um, yeah, I, uh, I have a speed graphic that my dad found for me, um, on accident. Um, and, uh, it's in my closet in the back because I'm scared of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I've, I've heard everybody I've told this to, they're like, Oh, once you get into it, it's so easy. Like you're going to love it. And I just, I haven't decided to jump into that yet. The, I think the speed graphic is like the friendliest of them that you can get into. Um, oh, okay. Cause it, yeah, I, I had a speed graphic and I, I really liked it. Like it was pretty cool. Like, um, the one that I had, it had a built in range finder, which actually, yeah, worked. this one does too. Yeah. And so it's like, you could run and gun with it, which was super fucking weird to me. The idea of just right. being able to like, you know, fucking. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it seems so counterintuitive. Camera. Yeah. yeah. I ended up selling it though. Cause I got a Wista four by five and, uh, just ended up liking the Wista a lot more. And then recently just got an eight by 10 and, uh, yeah, you know, you, you have to hate money to want to get into film photography. <laughs> so like all my hobbies cost me a lot of money. Like, I, uh, so during the pandemic, I was like, oh, like there's a good chance I'm going to work from home. Like this is a good time to learn guitar. Bought a guitar. What kind of guitar um, did you buy? I bought a Telecaster. Ooh. It's butterscotch and I, I love it, but I don't 
get to play it very much because I was essential. So I still had to go to work every single day. Oh, that's a problem. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I just thought like, oh, I could, you know, do this while I'm working from home. Um, so I had that expensive hobby trying to learn that. And then um, I also like to golf on occasions. Golf is expensive if you're not, yeah. you know, a preppy country club member. So, um, yeah, I like, I like things that I kind of get to take my patience with and, you know, think through, uh, photography is definitely one of them. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm interested in outside of, you know, my daily life, I guess. That's cool. I do telecasters, some of the most beautiful guitars. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's, I was like, I have a couple musician friends and I was kind of asking them like, Oh, what do you think I should get? One of which is like a really good musician. And he's like, look, if you're just starting out, like just get a Telecaster, you'll be fine. And I was like, all right, great. And that's what I was eyeing anyway. So I was excited that he said that. I couldn't help but notice you're wearing a no effects t-shirt. I am. Yeah. Correct. Good choice. Thank you. I I got it from, um, their punk and Drublik tour that they just had here in, in, uh, Oh, nice. Abbotsford, yeah. which was kind of hilarious because it's the last time that they will play in Canada until Fat, and I, Fat Mike needs money again. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, we're I, breaking well, up the band. And I'm like, yeah, just until yeah. one of you guys needs money. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how I thought of how I got the news, too, was like, oh, they're doing this? Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, it seems like a lot of bands are that way, too, even the classic rock bands. Like, yeah, this is the farewell tour times three. Exactly. You know, it's like how many times have the like, fucking Rolling Stones or whatever, like broken up or like whatever. All those old right. dudes, they're like, oh, this is yeah. the last time. And it's like, yeah. how much more can we get from the last last time tour on this one? <laughs> um, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> but it was fucking hilarious because um, Fat Mike was really ruthless to the crowd in, in oh, like wow. the very disparaging way because <clears throat> oh. they didn't actually play in Vancouver. Um, okay. They played in Abbotsford, which is like an hour or so away from Vancouver, kind of like Hicks village, like a lot of mm. farms out there. And uh, it gets a little, it gets a little red out there. Um, oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So he took advantage of that. I take it. Oh, he just shat all over it. You know, he nice. like immediately when they got on stage, he was just like, <laughs> so we landed here last night and I phoned my like, uh, you know, tour manager. I'm like, what the fuck is an Abbotsford asshole? Like, why couldn't you get us a thing in Vancouver? It's like, you know, it's gonna yeah. This place looks like it's filled with a bunch of inbred fucking hicks. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, whatever, whatever. This is the last show we're playing in Canada. You can't fucking cancel us. We're never coming back. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's great. I yeah, love that. they weren't as terrible as I've seen on other videos of them being live, but the Descendants were fucking amazing. Like, oh, nice. Oh, that, those oh I guys. forgot. Yeah, they were on that bill too. Yeah, the, they're great. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, um, Pup, who's from Toronto. I like them a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, the Descendants, oh, nice. the Voodoo Glow Skulls. Um, nice. Why am I blanking out on the other ones? I can't remember the other ones. I, I always Travis, want. I think they're coming to fact. By the way, 
at some point. Well, they're they're going to do one last tour in the states with Bad Religion, right? Which I find hilarious because, oh. like, both of those bands have been like, we hate each other, but it's like we're secretly your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I yeah, every time I I think I've seen Bad Religion four times. Two out of those four, that might come out on stage and sung with Greg. Yeah, yeah, and I think one of them, No Effects, wasn't even on that tour. They were just there. Yeah, they're they're like homies, but then like you know when they get a chance, they'll shit on each other publicly. Yeah, and right. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Fat Mike sucks, and it's like Greg Graffin's yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, so yeah, you'll definitely be able to see that. Dude, Voodoo Glow Skulls was holy nice. fuck. Like, yeah. I've I, loved I them. Have to see them live, but dude, if you get a chance to see them live, like, um, okay. I I like started listening to them in like I think like '96 or something when I was still in high school, and like, yeah, man. To hear them play like the band Geek Mafia live and stuff like that, oh, I was just yeah. like, "This is the fucking best." That's awesome. <laughs> That's so great. And uh, oh, the the lead singer was just as wild as I thought he would be. Like, you know, he got he had a, he had a wireless mic and he fucking did a whole lap around the crowd while just like singing and rocking out, and uh, in That's his awesome. like huge like uh, you know headdress mask and stuff, and <laughs> like yeah, and the Descendants were super tight. Like, uh, they, I think they were best in the show easily that, that day. Um, I was, it was a fun show. It was well worth uh, being around all of the anti-vaxxers and (laughs) anti-maskers. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, you're going to, yeah, to see, I, I, man, I love going to shows. I like, um, music's a big part of my life too, you know? So I, um, are you familiar with Canada's own death from above? 1979? Yeah, that that last show, I that was the last show I went to, and man, they ripped. It was so great, and they had an opener, the OBGMs. I've never heard of them. And they're they're from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, which made me laugh because they, you know, they were kind of hyping up the crowd and just talking about themselves a little bit, and uh, yeah, they always made it a point to say we're from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I thought that was some nice Canadian humor. Humor, it made me laugh anyway. And uh, yeah, they were kind of, they just like went after it. Like uh, they're younger, um, probably all in their twenties, and they just jumped in and like it was. It really was electric. I, I could see why Death from Above was happy to have them on tour because they got the crowd like up, and then here comes Death from Above to kind of drop the hammer after that. And yeah, it was, it was a great show. That sounds amazing. Toronto is a cool place. I miss it a lot. Americans yeah, say I Toronto still have not. Though. Oh, we do. Yeah. You, you emphasize I, I the toe. Because it. yeah. it's like Toronto. Yeah. And, and we're like Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I was just in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yeah. It, it was kind of like the first time I met Jason in Boston he like exaggerated the Toronto every time he's like Merlin from Toronto. And like, <laughs> is this a game show or something? <laughs> Might be a SoCal thing too. Oh, it could be. Bust out the O at the end of everything, I guess. Yeah, it definitely could be. Um, yeah, I, but, I haven't had a chance to get to the great white North yet. I, I hope to. 
Uh, dude, I'd love to come up there. If you ever come up to Vancouver, let me know. Be happy to I show you around. I've heard great things of Vancouver, so I definitely like to go there. Montreal interests me too. Dude, Montreal. Not really sure why, but because it's like probably the raddest city in Canada. Honestly, um, there's just there's a really interesting vibe about it. In part because it's like fucking old as shit. Like okay, like uh, Quebec. I find that cool too. Yeah, well, yeah. Quebec is like the oldest part of Canada. Like that in the Maritimes are because that was where all yeah. the people first came to. Right. What was like that in the maritime. So it's like Montreal's still a little younger than Quebec City, but like not by much. And then That's Toronto right. and Ottawa are like, you know, the second oldest compared to like that. Um, so Montreal looks really fucking cool because of that, because it's just got all this old architecture and stuff there. And um, it's just super metropolitan. Like, you know, you just see all these like, crazy outfits and like interesting personalities and everything and then the food holy shit there's just like so much good food well i was interested in it before i mean i'm also a big baseball fan so i still miss the montreal expos even though i was quite a kid when they were around and then left but i always liked their logo and it was a cool logo um yeah and then um and then when Anthony Bourdain uh, had parts unknown and he did his Montreal and Quebec episode, that's like my favorite episode. And I was just like, I got to go there one day. It just seems so rad. Do um, Wilensky's is better than he even made it seem like in, in the I know show. he kind of made it seem like a little, just a little slot. Like, Oh, I'm just going to grab this little sandwich. And I don't think he you know. wanted people to know like how rad it really is. Like probably, um, those little sandwiches are some of like the happiest things I've shoved in my mouth. Like it's, um, there's something really magical about that place because it's been in the family for like decades upon decades and only family members are allowed to work there. So there, there's like no outsiders. Um, (laughs) and it, it looks like original to like the 1920s, basically like, even right. even when you go to use the washroom, it was like an outhouse room that they just put a toilet into. Like it's <laughs> it's it's all super old, and <laughs> they have really interesting rules with it because they're almost like sandwich Nazis or something. So right, if you order two sandwiches, they'll only serve you one at a time because they don't want you to eat a cold sandwich. Oh, so it's like. Actually- pretty cool yeah so when you're getting yeah. close to near the end of your sandwich they'll be like are you ready for the second one and they'll be like, yeah. okay they'll start making it but they like if you're like halfway through it they're like no no it's not right it's not time yet you know because it'll get cold like you know and they do That's like fun. the uh handmade sodas and stuff and yeah um it's just it's a really cool experience and yeah you just sit at these little like bars and like it's it feels like walking into a time capsule um it's a really amazing place yeah yeah and then like i like to to just shoot some rolls up there too i mean just in general i I feel like documenting montreal would be a lot of fun oh dude my it's such a cool city to shoot just because like the old buildings and the people are so interesting and fascinating and uh yeah like all the folks at Walensky's, they were interesting. They they let me shoot a roll of them one day. 
um, just kind of like working away. And uh, they're like, oh, why do you want these pictures? And I'm like, oh, you guys seem important. Like this, this place is important. And it would be kind of cool. So I shot some black and white things like Tri-X. And mm-hmm. some of my favorite photos. Like, Because um, it's just like the pride that they have working there. You don't really see that. A lot right. more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of places in, in Montreal are oh, like that. Yeah. And then if you go like find a place that has like a kitchen, um, there's that, uh, oh, fuck, what is the market called? Um, the Atwater? At I can't remember. There's like a, like an open air market that you can go to okay. that has like all this amazing yeah. shit. So you can go like That'd get yourself. Cool. Yeah. And then like so many cool cocktail joints and, yeah, it's a very vibrant city and like it's not unfriendly to non-french people like some people will be dicks to you about it but like right. you know you can yeah. go there and not speak any french and like you know get through a, a trip pretty good if you go to quebec city you might come up with a little bit more friction than than you yeah. went there i um, need to bring a french canadian with me yeah yeah just to smooth it over a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And then Toronto when I, was in Idaho, when I was in Idaho last weekend, we weren't, uh, we were told not to use the C word when discussing where we're from. Um, they don't like Californians. So oh. I was like, you know, I it came out, like we took a couple Ubers to a couple places and, uh, our friend, you know, they were like just chit chatting with the driver or whatever. And I was kind of like, I wasn't really, I was just kind of sitting there just listening or whatever. And then he'd be like, Oh, they're from, you know, like the C word and be like, oh, you know, like kind of give you some crap about it. But I mean, it's all playful, but it was just like, yeah, no, uh, you guys are leaving, right? And they're like, yeah, no, we go back home. And they're like, okay, good. Like, oh, all right. Wow. Yeah. Fucking Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> what were you in Idaho for? Uh, so my, my good buddy, Kurt, that's out there, uh, he, uh, he's a geology professor at Idaho State University and uh, so he's like he, I grew up with him I got skate photos of him skate footage more photos and uh, we've been through a lot and uh, he kind of has been all over the country uh, with his geology career um, and every single time he invites me and every single year I don't get a chance to go so this time around we planned it out good and he's like let's set it up get you out here. Another friend of his, uh, a friend of mine too, flew out from San Diego. And three of us got to, got to hang out and jam some music. And, um, actually what was funny was he busted out the old photos and the, uh, box of, uh, uh, videos and stuff like just to kind of go through. And he's like, Oh wait, I got one more box. I got a box of cameras for you to go through. Like, All right, cool. Oh, cool. So he, pulls out this box and there's a, a pretty decent Polaroid Spectra in there. Um, I already have one. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool to have. I mean, if you can get the Spectra film, it's, it's fun to shoot. Um, and so I kind of put that one aside and it's going through it. And then he, there was a Canonette in there and I was like, Oh, this is great. I, I have one of these on me right now. And he's like, Oh, you have one of these? I was like, yeah. And so he kind of picked it up and he's kind of tinkering with it. Um, he's like, this is pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, like, and then of course too, there was uh, rolls of unshot film in this box, all Kodak. Um, 
So I grabbed, I think there was five rolls that were unshot. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. <laughs> and, uh, then there, I, there was one other roll in there and, uh, he's like, he opened, he asked me how to open the cannonette. And so I showed him and he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then film goes in like this, right? Like he could remember a little bit. Uh, cause he, he had a lot of photos he shot too, but I mean, he's not, you know, a photographer or anything like that. He just like, he used to use the, uh, back in high school, he used the Kodak and Bantex system. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, he loved that thing. Like he'd be like all over it. He had a little point and shoot, and, like shoving the Bantex in like all the time. So that was like his thing. And, um, so like he stuck the roll in and then, you know, he's like, Oh, check me out. I'm, I'm an analog photographer now. And like put his, put the cannonette around his neck. I was like, dude, you're going to shoot that roll the rest of the weekend. He's like, all right. Yeah, sure. So like the rest of the weekend, like we did some, you know, he showed me around the town and, uh, shot some film there and he'd be like, Oh, like, uh, is this cool? Like where I'm at? Like exposure rise, aperture wise, whatever. And I'd be like, Oh, you know, do this or, or whatever. And so I, I have his role when I, when I get these, a roll shot and process them to throw his roll and see how it comes out. So that was fun. That's really cool, man. Yeah. I, I, anytime anybody has like an interest in film photography that's around me, like I'm going to go like nerd out on them. Like, it's like, Oh, you really want to learn? Like, let me help you out, you know, teach you what I can teach you and hope for the best. You know, I always try to, you know, I, I again, I don't want to like bash, digital photography in any way like i i'd like to upgrade my digital equipment one day uh but uh if you're gonna if you're interested in shooting film i'm like yeah that's what you want to do because it's the best yeah it is i like i like film a lot it just it's not that it's better than digital it just has a different feeling and, and vibe to yeah it. it that's that's it for me it's like just that extra little tangibility of it you know having a process role and doing all that is just is this fun to me i and i think you you were talking about the uh bronchia sounds like the sounds of yeah. analog cameras are just fantastic so that yeah like that's a thing it's like it's not only the the way the image comes out after you get a process but it's also like the process of making the image like the feeling yeah. the sounds Sometimes even the smells, like some of those old cameras have oh, yeah. like a like a smell to them. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like Yeah. There's it's like a really visceral experience when you're shooting with an old film camera versus yeah. a digital that just smells like plastic and it kind of feels <laughs> yeah. like sticky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. agree cuz like you said it there's so much into it like all the senses it seems like are used when you're shooting film. Um, I think, you know, digital cameras have made advancements to kind of like maybe entice film shooters to, to buy. Like, I think the Fuji series, they're, they're beautiful looking. So I don't yeah. know much about them, but you know, I think they're beautiful cameras. I, um, I hate Fuji with like a epic burning passion for like, that's cool. you know, but <laughs> All my digital cameras now are Fuji. <laughs> oh, there you go. I just... shot with a, a Sony A7 II, mm -hmm. uh, my girlfriend's sister owns, 
and that was the first time like really shooting with a digital camera that um like i was putting a lot of purpose into i guess would be the best way to put it and i was blown away i was like oh this is where we're at digitally now like this is great um yeah, my, my friend who's also Another like good camera. all about the Bronicas, he, he has a huge A7 fetish right now. And like, um, <laughs> the only complaint he has is that the menu system is like using a handy cam from the like 90s. Oh, yeah. I, I'll agree with him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the Fujis, though, like, fuck. <laughs> I really didn't want to like them. And, uh,. <laughs> I had like friends for years were like, just try Fuji, man. I'm like, nah, fuck Fuji. I hate them. And like, just try it. I'm like, fuck you, man. Never going to try it. And then I tried one yeah. and I'm like, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I still am upset with Fuji over pack film. Um, That's why I hate them. They made, yes, they made what? Three, three of the best. Cause the, the silk and just the rigor. Well, and they made like they were the last ones producing pack film, yeah. so that we could still use our our cameras and yeah. It was it wasn't that it was not profitable. They were still turning right. a wicked profit on it. It was just the mm-hmm. cosmetics were more profitable. And yep. Yeah. And now we're stuck with I I know tons of film photographers and whoever's still listening that we all have land cameras and they're just sitting. And yeah and like they're, they're fantastic cameras to use they're beautiful cameras like i've got yeah. two 190s now and i'm just like when i run out of pack film you guys are just gonna be relics at least so, you have packs i i'm the kind of person that like i buy the film and i let it sit for a while and then i get really antsy and i'm like i gotta shoot this i shoot it all I've shot a bit of it, so I'm going through and I'm picking the oldest stuff, and I'll like shoot the oldest stuff, and like I've I've got a bunch of 2018 that I've been like sitting okay. on, um, yeah, and then oh fuck at Policon I shot some of this 669 that just oh right it was so nice like just the nicest, and then there was this pack of random black and white I have no idea what it was a polaroid black and white it was like a polar pan of, of some sort but it didn't say what kind um mm-hmm. the first three shots were janky like the spreads weren't right but right. the tones of the black and white looked really good and then the fourth one it like it was almost like a tears moment like it just looked oh, wow. so nice <laughs> yeah. uh, i was just like holy shit this is fucking beautiful and like the rest of them just came out except it was weird. There was like this weird film that was on a couple of them that I had to kind of like pick off. Um, but yeah, pack film is something special. Have you, have you heard of the cool? You got to go to that too, by the way, dude, come next year. All right. Yeah. Or or come to Bay area. That might be easier. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to do that. Usually in March, uh, the year I was actually going to go, uh, the pandemic shut everything. Like it was the day of like, everybody's like, Oh, we're shut down now. It was like, Oh, damn. damn. So didn't make it, but I'm definitely going to come to this one. And then, um, I'd like to get out to Denton and check that. Denton's so much fun. Out. I, yeah. uh, I love it there. It's, it's a, it's a cool experience. Like the yeah. whole Policon thing is, is super cool, but, um, yeah, Denton's just pretty cool in itself. Um, 
Have you heard of the new land uh, thing? The the one where they're working on the uh, 600 back for the land cameras? No, I don't think so. The guy kickstarted it. Um, okay. I, I went in on it. So like, you know, there's oh, nice. a probability that, you know, my money just got stolen, but, um, <laughs> yeah, if, if it didn't get stolen, I've, I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it didn't get stolen, hopefully sometime next year, um, I'm going to get a 600 back for one of my land cameras. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which would be super cool. So it's like, yeah, one of my one nineties, I'm going to like hack it onto and see yeah, how it that's goes. Great. I'll have to keep an eye on that then look that up. And yeah. Well, yeah, I'll like, definitely probably post something about it if it ever shows sweet. up in my life. Nice. But yeah, Eric is saying here, I used to get 3000 B for nine bucks a pack of freestyle. Wow, man. Jeez. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. I, I know he was mentioning, um, uh, and Jason mentioned it too. Like back then, they they would just go in and just buy them out, and just keep 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 stocked and shooting. I was like, man, that's incredible. <laughs> like to, to be able to do that now is impossible. So yeah, unless you find someone that's like you know selling off had, some stock. Had I won Brooklyn the Powerball, I mean, I I tried to win the Powerball. It was <laughs> like you know a billion dollars here in the states. So like I tried to win, but uh, and then I was just going to be like, hey, Brooklyn Camera Company or whatever it's called, um, give me all those boxes you got. But I didn't win. So That's fair. You'd, yeah. you'd need to win the lottery to buy all of that. From the, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> it Actually, it might not be enough. Like, it probably <laughs> They'd be like, oh, uh, we raised the price on that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. you, you want to, it's like a billion and yeah. a half. Sorry, man. Yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is they're just such an easy target and i feel bad about it now because ben's there and i like ben a lot um yeah 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 i really hope he can help turn that ship around a little bit for them yeah me too i agree it's just i know it's tough um you know i i really thought when polaroid was you know what was it before um oh in uh was it instant project or impossible yeah impossible project like i thought when they finally did get their money together to purchase the rest of polaroid i was like okay this this could be a good thing and then you know in a lot of ways it is but in other ways it's like where's this film or what are you guys doing here like why is this so much more than this well you're not you're not stoked on the bluetooth speakers I kid, I kid. Polaroid, don't hate me. <laughs> no, I, I, that like that like came out, and I was like, I, I my immediate reaction was, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, wait a second, like, what am I doing here? Like, just because I like the Polaroid, you know, logos and stuff like that. Like, I already have a Bluetooth. I don't need. I See though, no, but one. the first response you had, that's what they were banking on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's marketing. That's how that works. It so. is. Everyone's like, what is it going to be? And I'm like, well, they said music in full color. It's probably going to be a Bluetooth speaker. And they're like, nah, oh, they wouldn't man. do that you to us. You were on top of it, huh? Nice. Yeah. It, it makes sense because, like, they licensed so many random Chinese manufacturers to make Polaroid-branded Bluetooth speakers. So yeah. it'd be in their best interests to kill off all of that licensing. 
and make their own to reap those profits themselves. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hopefully remember, it translates uh, into money for film. Sorry, you remember what? Yeah, hopefully. I, I remember quite a few years ago, uh, like ironically, buying a Polaroid t-shirt at the Target. This was like, I don't know, 2008 or nine or something. And then like thinking about that now is like funny to me because then next, you know, boom, here comes this resurgence of film photography and we're all like, oh, Polaroids and shooting Polaroids and film and all this stuff. And uh, like I had this stupid t-shirt from Target because I was like, oh yeah, Polaroids. <laughs> That's funny. That doesn't happen anymore. And then, and then it came back. Everything. I mean, that's the craziest thing I've learned of the, like all the time I've spent spinning around the planet is that like everything tends to repeat itself eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. And some of it's great. Some of it's not so much, but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to see certain trends come back and, you know, like, like I mentioned, this is, you know, film is back taking off and you know i i see posts now and tweets and things of like people like oh i just found this at target like a four pack of kodak ultra max and i'm just like oh that's back at target look at that so uh, yeah are the people that get the crazy deals where it's like i found this like three pack of fuji for like four bucks because they're like yeah i'm like where where where? how are you what It's, I, I want some cheap film. Hook me up with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss it being affordable, for sure. I, especially the Kodak products. Um, I still, my main go-to film is Ilford HP5, and it's still, I'm still not upset with the price range it's in. So, um, that'll always be my, my favorite film, I think. I like HP5, but I still... I got a mad sauce spot for Tri-X. Like, yeah, it's yeah. funny too. Cause, and this is cool talking about this. Um, I, uh, I shot a lot of Tri-X, uh, late high school and, and in college too. Um, and, uh, but of course in college we were printing on Ilford paper. Um, not that, it, I mean, I guess it makes some dis- difference for some people. I don't know. Um, but I, uh, I was like, on the fence with how my tracks was coming out. Like both of us getting two, two black tone, two like black tones in it, like darker, darker images. And then, um, so yeah, I, I think one of my professors said, he, he's like, here, try this HP five. And, uh, I shot it and I was happy with it. And then I kind of went back and forth on the two. Like I would shoot one and I'd shoot the other and then I'd shoot one and I'd shoot the other. And then, at some point, I just was like, I think I'm going to go with the HP5. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, last time I shot a roll of Tri-X, I went to Detroit um, to a, a Michigan football game and uh, a Detroit Lions and 49ers football game. So that was a fun experience for me. Um, and I had one of my cameras with me was with Tri-X, the other one with Ilford. Uh, and I... I it'd been a long time since I saw Tri-X and I kind of like double taked on the images. I was like, Oh, Oh, oh that Tri-X looks, that looks really good. And then 
then you go back to HB5, like, hmm, and then just kind of compare. Um, yeah, it's, Triax has its, ha, it has a lot. Like, it, it gives you some moments, for sure. It does, yeah. It, it's got a nice mood to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that I agree with, like, it's, it's good for, yeah, if you're trying to set a tone or, or uh, emotional, uh, image like powerful image i think triax is a good good film to use for that no i was just chuckling because eric wrote detroit greek town what yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> and then john uh janice says that she was the lone hp5 shooter in her class she liked the grain oh nice yeah yeah i love the grain hp5 too that's one of my when i want to get mad grainy i really love uh t-max 3200 oh yeah like, oh man, I haven't shot that in a long time. The grain is like gravel. <laughs> yeah, super heavy. It's yeah. so nice though when you're like when you want to shoot something really moody, like yeah, for nighttime stuff. Like any mm-hmm. of the nighttime stuff I've shot with it, I've immediately loved. Like it's just yeah. so good. I had a friend of mine. I um I shot uh. But I was just, it was random. It wasn't like I was shooting, shooting. Um, I was just, we were over at their house having a house party and playing music and that kind of stuff. And I stood out into their street and took a shot of the house. Like they was out on their porch, you know, drinking and smoking and you know, just conversing. So I just wanted to capture that. And I shot it on that and they still have it hung in their other house. They moved out of that house years ago and they're still like, we, we still love this image. And I was like, that's great. Like, that's what it was, you know, that, that was the purpose was like, Oh, I'm going to get this shot. and It's going to look cool with that grain. And I remember printing it and I was like, Oh, this is great. That's super cool. Um, I had a question about our city. So that was how I first oh, yeah. came across you was, mm-hmm. um, the extraordinary video. Um, and there's so many rad photographers that were, were in that, yeah. uh, that show, you know, Eric, in here one one of them yes um yes yeah his my guy his segment in it i think is my favorite one i i love the Mine way too. he interacts with all by, the people by far. yeah 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 see i i struggle with portraiture and um uh photographing people um i i can talk to people like i got this great compliment from a coworker the other day she's like you really can just talk to anybody not like you know she was saying in a positive way you know like you can really just relate to people and talk to them. And I guess it's just, you know, years of customer service beat me down. And so now I can just talk to people. But yeah, when I get behind the camera, I'm super nervous to like really get what I'm looking for, I guess, out of that person. Yeah. You know, like I'm always afraid to like a street photography wise, like Eric's, uh, like his part like is amazing because, just, yeah, like I, the, the confidence. I'm like, I can't, yeah, I, I don't know if I could do that. I'd be like, oh, please don't hurt me <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I think my I favorite actually, line was when he's like, hey, gorgeous, you want to you wanna portray? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I just like seeing so the lady good. light up and like, you know, yeah, totally. yeah, like he knew exactly the right words to use in that moment. That, yeah. that, that's great. I remember walking with him in downtown LA once and like he, he was using a land camera. And there was a vendor pushing a, a with like popsicles and pushing a cart or whatever. And 
the guy I think was reaching for popsicle or something, and he went and shot the shot the photo, and the guy like guy got kind of like angry a little bit. I don't know if he like reached for Eric, but like he was like definitely a little angry. And Eric just looked at him and ripped the ripped the you know the peel part <laughs> out like, Pfft. yeah, I took that, and like we just kept walking. I was just like, damn, I. I had to be in a certain mood to do that. Like that was awesome. That's amazing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I love hearing stories like that. Like that's, yeah, it was great. I think it was like the first time I was actually walking, like, yeah, you showing me downtown. Like I hadn't really photographed downtown LA very much. And I think that was like the first time I actually met him in person. And I was just like, this guy, this guy knows what's up. Yeah. And you're like, this guy fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely so how, how did you get involved with the the whole our city project oh man so yeah this is uh first of all i actually wanted to mention this before we even get started but like what you're doing for the film community is amazing thanks uh, man these, this is so cool uh not my wildest dreams that i think photography would get me to this point um a few years back i told myself just let this grow organically don't force it and it's been great. And that kind of leads me to your question. Um, I uh, joined Instagram in 2015, 2016. I can't really remember. Um, and uh, at that time, I was just like, I think I was still using like Hitchcomatic and taking quick iPhone shots and then kind of just like shooting film a little bit too. And then I kind of started noticing, um, you know, there's, there's film film photographers on here like oh this is cool so I started following more and then um i uh i started posting more of my film stuff getting more connected within the community um and and then jason lee joined instagram and uh i met jason um in oh four when stereo was re-released um they had a small uh, gallery showing in San Francisco. Um, I remember going, um, I was 21 at the time, I was 21 and up, and I was freaking out because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get in this thing. I was sitting on the curb in San Francisco, and then here comes this tall, lengthy Jason Lee. just stands right next to me as I'm sitting on the curb. I got my head down like, oh, man, I'm going to get this thing. I look up, and I'm like, oh, it's Jason Lee. And, like, it really, like, you know, you kind of just freeze. And so then I just like shook it off and popped up and said, Hey, I'm Matt. He said, Hey, I'm Jason. I'm like, I know. And then uh, he's like, well, you coming in? And I was like, uh, yeah. And I just followed him in and nobody carded me or anything. So ever, ever since then, he was showing photos of like Beck and a few other images that I really liked. Um, so kind of like mingled around the party. And, uh, and then ever since I was like, all right, like, I mean, everybody knows Jason the actor. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to keep an eye out. If he's like a photographer, like I want to keep watching this because this stuff speaks to me. And then he joined Instagram. Um, I followed him uh, immediately and was just, you know, just being who I am, which is like if you're showing good stuff, I want to support you. Um, just nice comments and uh, likes and stuff like that. And then one day he messaged me and just said, hey, I really appreciate it your comments and this and that. I said, yeah, man, it's great work. You know, it, it, it motivates me. Um, and then he followed me back. And then as that kind of 
goes. Like I was following people that he was following and Eric being one of those people. And, um, yeah, they, they put together film photographic and they asked me to be part of the, part of the shows that they had. Um, I'll be forever grateful for that. That's really awesome, man. Yeah. Like I said, I to, to just kind of let it grow organically, not force it and just be, you know, uh, who I am, you know, just courteous and grateful to have these connections with these people. Like, you know, it, it means a lot. Well, that's, honestly the best way to go about it like yeah i agree yeah you can't force it and i think that's something that a lot of people tend to try when they get like caught up in the social media game yeah like i remember a few years back i was like desperate to get to 10k because i wanted to be able to share links (laughs) the only way you could do that (laughs) is if you had that yeah yeah you yeah. had to get now it's like everyone can do whatever the fuck they want. Like it's kind of they just <laughs> opened all that shit. Um But it just later, Travis. See you, Travis. Um trying to get there, it made me sick of it of the whole thing because I was just like, Oh, why aren't why am I not getting there? Like what the hell? And then I was like almost tempted to like just buy like followers because like, you know Right. There's all those <laughs> there still are all those offers and yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck. Like, at some point, Instagram might crack down on that shit. And like, I've had this account for like twelve years now. Like, I don't want to lose it. Right. Um, but I just, I got like so sick of it. Um, but then, like, when I started doing this, um, I didn't really care about it as much because, yeah, you know, it, it didn't matter how many people I was following or how many people listen to this uh, right now kind of thing. It was just um, yeah. being able to talk to people um, and let them share their stories um, and learn more about them beyond like, you know, what's your favorite camera and what's your favorite like focal length right. and you know, what, yeah. uh, what film stock do you like? Um, it was more of like a selfish project, I guess, because like, you know, it started because yeah. of like COVID and I was like lonely at home and like couldn't right. leave my house literally. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, well, I know all these photographers, I could like hassle one every week. Um, and now it's like, I think this might be like the 114th or 115th episode since the start. Yeah. That's so great. And I love uh, that. But it's just made me realize like follower count, doesn't matter because like I've talked to like people like Jason and um you know Eric um yeah. gra- like grainy days like people with like crazy yeah. follower accounts yeah uh, and then people with like a hundred followers just because like yeah. their shit's really cool and they turn out to be really rad people um yeah definitely and so it's like follower account doesn't really matter sometimes especially when like you see someone and their like photos are kind of like okay-ish but they've got like 50,000 followers. It's like, yeah, how much you pay for that? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and like, like you said too, like, you know, getting to know these people a little bit better on this and, or, or but in general too, like on that platform. Um, yeah. Again, some of us are strangers physically, but like, you know, commenting back and forth and just kind of motivating one another, like just, 
like if I comment on your photo, um, and I, I mean, I'm sure others feel this way too, is like, it actually struck me. Like I, you, I, even if it's an emoji, I guess yeah. it's like, look, I, I'm really, I really mean what I'm putting out there. Like, I really mean that you got a bullseye emoji. Like that is an amazing photograph or, you know, I'll write a little something. And I, I stand by that. Like I'm not, I'm not just trying to be like, Oh yeah, here, you know, whatever. Like I, I appreciate your work is what I'm telling you, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of, like you said, there's people with low follower counts and some with high. And I've also met tons of great photographers through this platform. And uh, again, I think that it shouldn't, you know, for anybody that's looking to connect through photography, like this is a great platform and always will be. Uh, I know they keep trying to, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry if you're coming to my, my profile for reels, it ain't happening. Like <laughs> it's just not like I'm, I'm going to show you images. Um, you know, might be just one. It might be a couple in a row. Um, that's about it. Uh, I, I, that's what I like to do. So that's what you're going to see. Um, but I support people that are out there trying to, trying to get that, get that notice. Um, you know, some people, just post different ways, but it doesn't mean that their work's not as good. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, uh, I mean, the photo filming, photo community, um, Bob Price and Jen Wild running that. Um, they're great. I, I got to meet them and hang out with them in Berkeley one day and shoot. It's great, man. Like just having those moments where, you know, the, uh, the social media actually, you know, becomes physical and you yeah. see each other in person and stuff like, it, you know, it, that's good stuff. I, uh, the R city thing, the, the first film photographic show, like just going and being a part of that was just great. Like by some of the, some of the top five moments of my life probably. And then, uh, we actually, uh, Ryan Ackerberg, who I think was in the chat a little while yeah. ago, uh, we did in, in the North, um, in San Francisco, we, um, curated that together and got the lineup and um, got Jason Bless Me as the film photographic name. And, um, that was a great show too. That was so much fun. So to have this, uh, you know, uh, Zuckerberg product uh, make such a nice, uh, nice community of, of artists. Fantastic. Well, I, I think it's more the people than it is the platform, honestly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I completely agree. Because, like, when they've tried to change things in really big ways, the people yeah. push back on it. And Yeah. Yeah, we've kind yeah. of gotten what we want, <laughs> which yeah. is really interesting. I forget interesting. There, was something, there was something like that. I forget what it was. Uh, it was side, were... There was side scrolling that lasted, like, half a day. Oh, okay. And then there, yeah, there was something else that. recently that... They were like, "Oh, we were just kidding around. Like, that's not actually. It was. It wasn't supposed to get released." And well, yeah, I think I think I heard that they were like basically really going to switch it to like a TikTok style yeah. platform and like kind of like the Discover page where it's just all this. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, and yeah. I, I know I was one of them. Like, don't do this. Don't like. I'm sending like a little message to their support desk. Like, I I don't support this whatsoever or whatever. So. <laughs> and and that's what makes this place beautiful is it's a community of people. 
Um, right. Which, which kind of lends into a, a question here that, uh, who had it? Um, Andrew is asking, what do you guys think about granary? I haven't used it. I've looked at it. Um, I don't even know if the app that they have is up and running completely yet. It's a website. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I took a look at it and I thought, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I like the idea of, cause I, I usually in my posts put the camera I use and the film I use. Um, and maybe just a little bit about that mechanics of it, just because I feel like, you know, uh, it warrants that, um, you know, this is what I'm using. You can use it too, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know much about it other than that. I, like I, I sometimes put, if I remember what camera and film I used, I'll put it in like the hashtags or whatever. Um, which I think is cool sometimes. I just don't like how they've made it like mandatory on there. So it's like, you can't, you can't upload unless you put that info in there. And like for some of my early shit, I'm like, fuck, I don't remember what film I used or what camera <laughs> even I owned there. Like, no, yeah, yeah. I, I've cycled through so much gear in, in the last, yeah. like, you know, six years that I'm like, fuck. I'm bad with film. I'm really bad with film. Like, I'll forget what's in my camera, like, halfway through shooting the roll. I'm yeah. like, is this black light or is it color? I can't even remember. Oh, dude, I'm terrible. Like, I, I've just, I've basically committed to, like, I use my Nikon F5 or my F100. They both have 50 mil lenses on them and they have a little door that shows me what I'm shooting. <laughs> and that way I don't forget. Cause like yeah. even experimenting with films, I'd fuck around with like this expired film or like this like fucking weird film. And I'll just be like, fuck me. Like what is, what even is this? And then like, especially the weird funky films, I'm like, well, this would have been a cool picture if it wasn't shit blue all over the place. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So just like, am I becoming a grumpy old camera guy now? <laughs> yeah, I no, I totally, I've been there. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh man, I sound like Clint Eastwood sitting on a porch right now. Exactly. So it's like yeah. now I basically it's like I shoot tri X or double X for black and white, and portrait four hundred for color. Yeah, and then that's yeah. that's it. It then I don't have to remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Eric, the internet is an information superhighway that's free. Well, ish. Yeah. It's free-ish. You're right. surfing the web right now. Yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be, yeah, there's always a charge for something. Computers but, can do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, put getting back to like what you're saying, yeah, like I, I've had those moments where you're just like, oh, you know, super grumpy about whatever and then, you know try to shake that off i guess yeah i've given away a lot of film because i bought it thinking like this would be really cool and then i think about using it and i'm like i don't want my pictures to look all fucked up like <laughs> and then i paid extra for them to look fucked up like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> and you well, know i'm uh, not i'm not shitting on people that like that kind of film all the more yeah. power to them but right i know. mean we all have our preferences is what it is. I mean, like we we, we agree on Fuji film, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you say, you like Tri X, I like HP five. I mean, that's how it is, and yeah, we can still be uh, civil. If only the Republicans <laughs> can learn that. No, 
Right. <laughs> it's not that hard to reach across the aisle, people. Yeah, you can um, hug someone and not burst into yeah. flames. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super easy. Uh, but yeah, like I remember um, a couple months back talking to Jason. He was shooting a lot of uh, Kodak 200, and I had never shot it. So I was like, oh, I'll like, check out a few shops and see if I can order some or whatever. So I got like four rolls, I think, to, to start with and shot them. And I was like, oh, crap. It's a nice film. Yeah, yeah I, I, I am really, I've always been in the 400 range, maybe some 800 back here or there. Um, but yeah, I was, I was like, this is really nice. <laughs> Eric so, says just open your film back halfway through the roll to get the same effect. That's a pro oh. tip right there. Yeah. Dang, he's always smart with the tips. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, my my XA2 I was mentioning earlier, like I had it for like a month and uh, I went, I like quickly went to go shoot a photograph and I took it out of my pocket and it shot out of my hand and oh. landed on the ground and the back the back of it opened up and I was just like, picked it up and I was like, please don't be broken. I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, it's fine. Slap the thing back and just shot the roll. Yeah. You know, some light peaks. It was fine. I, so I was teaching my niece and nephew how to shoot film, um, in the summer and I bought them those like Ilford reloadable oh, yeah. plastic cameras. And my nephew's a bit of a spaz. Like he just, He's he's all energy, not a lot of brains behind it. How old is he? Uh, like he's five going on, or oh, five yeah. and a half going on six. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that age, yeah. Yeah. And he's also like the CEO of Fuck Around and Find Out right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the boy's learning a lot of hard lessons that like he could make things a lot easier on him, but like he seems to like to learn the hard way. Um, yeah. But he's all stoked about like the camera or whatever. And, uh, I hear him, he's going outside to play and his mom's like, Noah, keep your camera inside. Cause it had those, they have those little wrist straps on them. And right. he's like, no, mom, it's okay. I got the wrist strap. And then like <laughs> two and a half minutes later, blood curdling, crying. And oh. like, I like, what the fuck happened? And it's like, Noah was outside and he tripped and he smashed it on like a paver, paver stone and oh. it opened up. And he's in his room bawling and he's like, uncle Merlin's going to hate me. Cause I let all the pictures oh. out the camera. <laughs> I was like, no bud. Like, I don't hate you. Like you, you didn't let the pictures yeah. out. You might've ruined a bunch, but yeah. it's kind of like, it's like art. Like some of them, it might have like lightning bolts or like clouds on them and stuff. And he's like, I made art. And I'm like, maybe we'll have to wait and see. He's like, cool. And he's all like stoked about it. And yeah. then, he busted the tab off for latching it. So I cut, I have these like Merlin DB stickers. I cut one of them in half so I could like tape his camera back together oh, yeah. so I could finish yeah. the roll. And this little fucker finishes the roll and he comes like run or no, we, we finished that roll. I loaded him a new one. Um, uh -huh. And then he comes back like later in the day and he's like, look, I finished all the pictures and he's got it open. <laughs> I'm like, buddy no and he's like but i made art and I'm like, Dude, stop like, when you're done the roll of film ask an adult to rewind it for you and then like yeah you know. 
That's great, though. He's, he's just giving it the old college try. Oh, he's yeah. just giving her. It's so good. And then he kept like, he's got these tiny little arms because he's like five. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, he's like, selfie. And he like puts the disposable in front of him. But I'm like, bro, your arms are too short to be at the right focal distance to like, you know, have not blurry pictures. But You're like supp- puffing out the whiteboard and like drawing, like this is focal length. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to explain. I'm like, Noah, your arms are too short. If you want a selfie, get like mom or dad to do it for you. And he's like, yeah. no, it's fine. Selfie. And I'm like, how do you even know what a fucking selfie is? You're five. Like what? <laughs> Like, this is more alarming to me anyways. Surprisingly, though, most of his little stubby arm selfies turned out pretty good. Like, Oh, nice. Yeah. So those Ilford cameras are, are five-year-old survivable. That's that's a good review right there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, oh, how'd the picture turn out? That came out. Yeah, that's great. Decent. Like, I mean, I, I love plastic cameras. Like, one of my favorite cameras is uh the lamography simple reuse camera oh yeah like this camera is fucking awesome like and my favorite film to shoot in this camera no bullshit sinister 800t oh hey good choice it over exposes the the film a shit ton because it's meant for 400 um okay but you get really cool street photos with it that's awesome like it's i i I just got some 400D of theirs, and I'm I'm impressed. I, it's I really, nice. I really like it. Yeah, I think they're doing great work. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they're doing a good job of repackaging Kodak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at an okay price, I guess. Yeah. yeah, they didn't gouge too much on this one, so yeah, you know, they they gotta make some money in the middle. They keep teasing about making four by five of it though, and it's like. Oh, wow. That's so mean. They, they did a small run. There's a run. lot of teasers out there. There's a lot of company teasers out there. There, there is a lot of teasers out there. Like, yeah. They did a small run of 800 in 4x5, and they let Cinedar got a few frames of it, Dave. And oh, okay, yeah. It was so nice. Like, oh, that's cool. I'd really like them to make double X in 4x5. That would be, that would cool. be amazing. Yeah. I've shot, that, I've shot that film a couple times. It's it's beautiful. Awesome. Like, yeah, it's, um, like that's a thing that I really like about film over digital. It's like, sure. You can do simulations and run like filters or whatever. Right. But it, it's never quite the same. Like no matter how hard you try, like, you know, the, the look of film is pretty unique. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. There's been some shots that I've done. Like, you know, I had clearly earlier about how I got involved with our city and stuff like that. And, um, actually, to be honest, like I, I felt like I undershowed at that show. Like I should have picked some other photographs, but um, again, happy to be part of it. Um, but yeah, I felt like ever since then it's been, a, you know, a, an evolution of my photography. I mean, it, you know, like we mentioned, connecting with people on here, seeing great work and stuff kind of makes you, um, think about what your perspectives are and how you like shooting. Um, you know, playing with a few of those different styles of film, Kodak, Cinestill, and um, Ilford, and all those stuff. Like, you kind of start finding, like, oh, hey, a lot more images on this roll are speaking to me than just two or three. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah. <clears throat> Again, like you said, the like the look of it, like once you get it processed and see the see the images, it it, it makes you feel different. It's not like you know, not like selfie with your, <laughs> your phone. It's a little more than that. It's a little more a little more romantic, I guess would be a good word for it. It is a bit more romantic, but I also think like some people shouldn't be so precious about it. Like like some people get way too precious about it. Yeah, no, that's true. I think that takes the fun yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like I said earlier, I, you know, I should have kept, you know, I have, I have a second refrigerator. Do I have film in it? No, cause I want to shoot it. I want to shoot it and um, see what I can come up with and add to my collection of images that, you know, maybe one day I can publish or something. But, um, yeah, I, it's meant to be fun. It is meant to be fun. Um, the only reason my film fridges are full is cause like I have issues with ADD and object permanence. So I forget the film that right. I have in my fridge and yeah. then I buy more film and then I'm like, fuck, I already have so much film. I really like that though. That's really, I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but I think that's cool. Like, I really do. <laughs> it's a little frustrating because, like, um, I end up spending a bunch of money sometimes where I'm like, fuck, I already had a ton of this shit. Like, I didn't need to buy more. <laughs> and then, or I'll forget to use it and I'll be like, man, I wish I had some of that film. And then, like, a few weeks later, I'll go in the fridge and be like, fuck I had like three rolls of it like like <laughs> Jesus yeah like I almost need to make a list somewhere and put it up on like a whiteboard that I'll see every day to be like yeah, film to shoot like, oh, like okay. yeah because right. um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of shameful but it's funny you said you you may be under show like I mean you didn't want to you didn't want to like make Jason look bad in his own show so I totally <laughs> understand that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I uh I remember looking through the images because we're supposed to shoot, like, you know, while our city was supposed to be a representation of, you know, the Los Angeles area. And uh, I actually, at the time, it kind of worked out because a friend of mine asked me to actually um, video his actor's reel. And he was in Santa Monica. So um, I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then all the rest of it was kind of coming together. So I shot, like, Venice Beach and, um, Santa Monica area and stuff and yeah I, I look back at the photographs that I chose like one of them was a, a old elderly couple sitting on a bench with the beach in front of them palm mm-hmm. tree and I was actually shooting the P5 and I was, the lens I was using um, it's a it's a 35 to 80 or something like that it was my grandmother's lens um, and I forgot that it's really loose and I took the photo and it kind of soft focused on me on the, on the whole couple and uh, that maybe needed to be more in focus the rest of it could have blurred a little that would have been great um, but yeah it's just one of I, we're all our own worst critics Yeah. and matter of fact when I saw it on the wall I was just like that wasn't the one <laughs> I mean they still like it looked great, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it did. I it fit the show. 
uh, I had another uh, palm. I love palm trees. Um, I, they're my favorite tree. Um, and I had a nice black and white of palms and a speech to go with that. And they both fit. It fit the show. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're our, we're our worst critics. And so like you kind of focus on that kind of stuff. Um, but in, in hindsight, it, it was a great show. Um, it was a great time. Uh, talked to a lot of great people and I had an extraordinary, did an amazing job. Yeah. It, I mean, the video is amazing, but I'm extraordinary. They just make stuff look really great. Yeah. Yeah. I love their Elbridge series. They got going on right now. And, um, yeah, it's great. Like, like we were talking about, it's great to connect with these people and it just makes you strive to create more. And, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I think you and I, uh, we commented on back and forth about a post. I, I don't know if you had it a few months ago or stuff or so. Um, just kind of like, um, like mental well being and, mm. and creativity and stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's important. Uh, to to uh, be in a good head base, but also, you know, feel comfortable to create things like that. Yeah, it it really is important. Like, um, th- this is this is my outlet for for that, and like you know, a way that I I process demons of sorts. Um, and sometimes it's easier than others. Like the last few months have been very much a struggle just with like personal things going on. I haven't felt very creative, which has been frustrating because there's like a lot of things I want to do, but I just haven't been in the headspace to do them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely been there too. Like I mentioned before, like starting, trying to start a digital career, like couldn't pick up my camera for years. You know, you have to, uh, prioritize like what's important and, um, you know, I, I, I don't think I ever stopped thinking of images, you know, I'm not shooting. Like, you know, I think, I think we're all kind of like that. Uh, I know it goes back from skateboarding days. Like, it was like, oh, there's a handrail or, oh, there's a ledge. Like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a spot, there's a spot, there's a spot. And, uh, I've taken that into photography all the way. So like, I'll see stuff and I'll be like, I am, I mean, I might not have a camera. So I, I'm not the type of person that carries a camera on me at all times. Um, it's just how I operate. Um, I respect people that do that because um, they can grab those images. But sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to carry anything. I just, I just want to be. And um, you know, it kind of keeps the mind going in a creative aspect. We all get to those points where it's like, I, I need to take time for myself. Well, it's important to like take time for yourself. I think a lot of us forget to do that um, these days. Uh, I I usually carry around a camera with me, but I've noticed like the last couple of weeks I've been doing that less. Like um, I've still been working on the same role in my point and shoot for like a fucking month now. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get this fucker done because I got other roles waiting to be shipped down because of this little fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, well, for instance, the Canon 81, I kind of sat down for a while and, and forgot about it and then uh, grabbed it 
uh, we went we went down to the Carmel Carmel by the Sea, California, um, nice. the Monterey Bay area. And my girlfriend loves the beach there and helps her helps her decompress. Um, and uh, I I love shooting it just because it's an interesting place to me. Um, it's you know it's got all this writs and whatever, but like it's bohemian too, like. There's mm-hmm. a lot of artists there. There's a lot of great information there, but also just like the architecture, all that stuff. So I still, I got a lot of shots. I hopefully can come up with a book on it or something. Um, oh, that'd but, be cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I brought the eighty one this time, and I I shot this roll, and I had no idea what was in there. Um, and it turned out to be uh, uh, Ilford. I think it was, I think it was Ilford FP four, and I was like, I don't even remember buying it. <laughs> You know, it had been months since I touched that camera. And then it uh, also too, I don't really shoot, um, like most of my focal lengths are, you know, um, well, like the XA2 has its standard lens, um, same with the Canonette and the A1 had a 50 millimeter on it and I hadn't shot that focal length in a long time. And I got back the results and I was like, oh, wow, like. Some of these are pretty cool, which I mean, I'll post post some of those later. But um, yeah, I, it was kind of a nice experience to kind of just change it up a little bit, makes you think a little bit. It's, I like that about photography. I like fifty a lot. I think is my favorite one. Okay. Yeah, but you know, hearing Jason talk about like three, five, and twenty-eight, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should fuck around with one of those. Um, yeah. I don't have. Yeah, the like, twenty-eight for it too. Uh, I was shooting that nice. um, on the AU one for for a minute too, and yeah, it uh, definitely gives a unique perspective as well. But um, I think that you know, I I don't know. I guess it's kind of like a twenty-eight and you know thirty-five and stuff. Like it reminds me of a skateboarder's focal length, like mm-hmm. a skateboard photographer's focal length, and I think that's kind of where I like just comfortable with. Um, I can't can't remember the last time I shot like over 80. Yeah, I think like the last time I used a non 50, I was doing a lot of like graffiti and like art shooting in, in Toronto, like street stuff. Oh, cool. And, uh, I had this lens. It was a, uh, 20, 28 to 105 and uh it also had let's this like uh macro mode on it which was kind of crazy because like you could activate the macro while you were zooming and it would like still kind of work like you're not supposed to use it that way but like i kind of found it worked well that way um but on my f5 it looked like a weapon (laughs) and i would like pick it up to shoot especially if i had like the telephoto out like it just i noticed people were like why is this brown dude pointing this massive thing at my face and i was like i'm probably going to get arrested if i keep using this in the public so um (laughs) i switched to the 50 for my own safety (laughs) but it's like now that's why i kind of i've been thinking about maybe buying a leica um, is just to have something oh. smaller, yeah. um, for the streets. I'm like, I get the appeal of this now. And, uh, right. 
It's just the money. They're so expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, I yeah. mean, I've been lucky enough to just hold one for a little bit in the store or whatever, like there, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, Mercedes or Ferrari and whatever camera. Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, yeah, that's like a Bentley. Cause they're just so smooth yeah. and like yeah. effortless and yeah. Um, I don't know. They're, they're nice. I didn't understand what the total drawn appeal was until I used one for a while. A friend loaned me uh, an M3 and I was like, this is really nice. I get it now. (laughs) I was also a little like, fuck now I'm like, want to buy one. (laughs) It's like, I wish it was was kind of, I was like, I wish they remained elusive to me. And I was like, whatever, these are just for douchebags. It was like, now I want to be one of those douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Like, like I mentioned in Carmel, like I'll see people with cameras and stuff like that. Most of them like, they're like, like a digital. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. right. I'm just going to stick with what I got here. Sometimes I'll get like some interaction with people. They're like, Oh, that's a cool, like when I was shooting with the Canon ad, they're like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's a film camera. Oh, it's film. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could buy that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, you can still get it. You can even order it on Amazon if you wanted to, sir. Yeah, oh, if wow. you want to yeah. bend over pretty hardcore. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Film on Amazon is not cheap. Mm-mm. Nope. And, you know, I bet dollars to donuts, it's all abused as fuck. Like, you know, I, I've never... Yeah. I've never wanted to buy film off of Amazon. I've just never trusted yeah. it. <laughs> Good thing. That's, I like your style. There. Yeah. I mean, we all have it for the convenience or whatever, but like, I feel dirty sometimes. I'm oh, I like, do. Oh, I feel I dirty all the time. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know. I, so I like, I swore off Amazon until the fucking pandemic happened. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever. I'll, deep throat that Bezosness. Like yeah. if I don't have to like see people, perfect. Like <laughs> I just put this on the computer and it's like here tomorrow. Amazing. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, don't no, look I'll at take, me when yeah. you drop it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it on the doorstep. Get the exactly. Hell out of here. No eye contact. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and then the return policy is also kind of amazing. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Eric says Amazon Eric, stores their film on the same card as the dildos in their warehouse. Eric's really crushing it with the comments in this. Dude, oh, yeah. You're killing it. Uh, I I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. The big ones, the little ones, the little rabbits, whatever whoever floats their boat, there's just rolls of film in between there. Exactly. Yeah, I believe it. Just yeah. Jamming them in the open spaces. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Eric, I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to hang out when I was uh, when I was down there, but next time for sure. Oh yeah. That, Eric's a good hang for sure. I Yeah, I, I appreciate Eric a lot. You know, there's yeah. there's a lot of good dudes. Um a lot of great people in in the yeah. film photography community um and i feel really lucky to have met uh, a few of them 
Yeah, same here. Again, like anytime I get to like talk with someone face to face or this or whatever it is, like that generally likes what we're doing. Like it's just fun. It's just great to get around like minded people. Absolutely. Helps yeah. with the brain power, I think. Well, it helps with the brain power and then just also like just being able to share. Like it's yeah. um yeah. I think it's really important to share. I agree. Like you said too, with the pandemic and stuff, like you thought like, Oh, I could probably put this together and yeah, I mean, that's huge. Like you said, sharing's huge. You can't lose that. I think there's a lot of disconnect um daily, uh, mm-hmm. with people, whether it be a you know, they go to work and you know, kinda get in that um my dad would say the hamster wheel. Yeah, you yeah. Know, kinda keep going. But that ain't also includes social media. Um imagine a hamster holding a cell phone looking scrolling Facebook as they're trying to run like that's kind of like what I picture and like people they're not afraid to say whatever to whoever even if you know them like and that's just wrong like I why mean, can't you have like a Connie, real conversation Connie is a great example of, of that <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah that's, that's a great point yeah yeah and uh, it you know like we need to get back to communicating face to face or yeah. talking, talking without. I just, I'm a firm believer of that. hundred percent. Like we need to get more of that. And, and also people sharing, um, differing opinions. Like yeah. it's not a bad thing that, you know, one group of people feels a different way from another group of people. Unless it's like something hateful or like, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's important to like be able to have conversations where you can use like critical thinking and, and, and things like that to like, you know, open each other's minds up because like, yeah. you know, if you can have like a fruitful conversation, then like maybe everyone learns something or someone learns why this one view is not a great view. And, um, I think we're just lacking a lot of that sort of critical thinking now. Like it's, it's kind of scary to see that like something that just seems so common sense is, uh, vanishing quickly. Yeah. I completely agree. Where's Ray Graffin? He was supposed to check in on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been, I didn't realize he was a photographer until I looked at his, uh, yeah, I was looking thing. at it. Yeah. I was like, I was oh, like man. holy shit. He's got some cool photos. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I sent him a DM and I was like, Hey, I'm, you'll, you'll probably never see this, but, uh, I do this photo chat thing. Would you like to do an episode sometime? I didn't realize you're yeah. a photographer. Um, so oh, man, that'd be so rad. it'd be kind of amazing. I fuck bad yeah. religion is like my second favorite punk band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can probably guess which of the first one, one is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm seeing AFI next Wednesday. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, actually. Yeah, it's going to be cool. As soon as you said that, I had that one song. Dun, dun, bum, 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 <laughs> well, I can't remember the name of it now. I haven't listened to AFI in in a minute. I have to listen to that all I, the time. Uh, yeah, I, I picked them up. Bad Brains also. Oh, Bad there, Brains is a good sure. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I picked them 
backup. Like, so I, I came in to AFI at Ari Drowning, uh, Days in Phoenix, and those, those great songs on that album. And then, um, Sing the Sorrow came out and like, yeah, Sing the Sorrow. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a great album. And I remember like, um, Oh, East Bay Hardcore Punk. That's right. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I remember, um, kind of being like, I don't know, just being young and dumb and just being like, Oh, you know, like this is a great album. Like hopefully they don't sell out. They're getting played on MTV, blah, blah, blah. And then I went to a show during that tour and it was horrible. Like, <laughs> the sound was bad. It was in a bad oh. venue. The kids were all doing the, from the video to like slam uh, the karate shadow dancing, I think they called it or something. Oh. <laughs> I remember like some kid, like I was just standing there like talking to my friend, like looking this way and this kid like flew into me, like his fist went into my hip super hard. You know, like I was like, Oh, like, and I was just pissed. And I like grabbed him by a shirt and his, the back of his belt and like threw him into the pit. Like, just <laughs> <laughs> And then, so I was like, Oh, it's my aunt. Hi, Aunt Laura. Um, Is that Auntie Laura? And uh, and uh, yeah, I I then I what December Underground came out and like you know you get influenced by your other friends and some of them were like more into punk than I was at the time. And they're like, oh, they sold out. So I was like, oh, okay, I just don't listen to them anymore. That that's that's how that works. <laughs> and then um, I uh, I picked them back up like what. Working on my friend's company in 2016, so that's a pretty big gap. So I was like, I don't know what came over me. I was just like, oh, I will say if I want to like put on some of the old stuff. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then like a few other new new albums. I'm like, man, what did I do? Like, I stopped listening to these guys. This is incredible. And uh, so yeah, I picked them up back heavily, and um, the new album's pretty cool. Like I, I like they always pull a different direction and I always think that's really cool to try in music and, um, you know, whatever genre they, they're classified as or what they would classify them as is probably, you know, they don't even know. So, mm. um, you know, people classify them as a punk band because of the old stuff. They probably don't even know how to classify them now. And, um, yeah, I, another band that, you know, growing up just ripped and, and now they're back on tour and I'll get to see them again for the second time. Hopefully I'm, uh, again, I'm looking forward to this one. Let's sneak in the XA2 with some Ilford loaded up and hopefully get some good shots of Davey Havoc and the guys, man. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now I've got to listen to that on the way home tonight. Definitely. Yeah. And check out, uh, if, if you're interested in something a little different, um, Davey Havoc and Jade have, a side project called black audio black audio it's really cool yeah okay. it's like b-l-a-q-k okay. audio yeah. hmm. it's like a goth goth club music <laughs> i was the only way i can really describe it um but it's cool because it's uh davy you know davy's a great lyricist and i think it, i think i think it slaps as the kids say it's it's Liddy or like Gucci or Gucci. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel so fucking old when I hear like that kind of shit. I'm like, the fuck now? Like, 
Um, Eric said earlier that TikTok is the devil, but I don't disagree with him. I'm a little addicted to it though. Um, and I've been getting a kick out of like, you know, Blink, Blink 182 is like all announcing right. their tours right now. And so there's all these fucking, where are you memes going on? I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that shit is hilarious. Someone like programmed their kid to like fucking sing the rest of it when they said it. So it's like the mom's in the kitchen and they're like, where are you? Yeah. And then like the kids in another room was like, hey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, all that emo shit fucking kills me yeah. like yeah um <laughs> well like that's funny too because like yeah they're you know we've talked about stuff coming back in full circle so they're like back yeah um uh mars volta and oh yeah sparta that were at the drive-in they both came out with new albums again like around the same time as and I, I have both, I like both of those groups too. And then come to find out, like I, I was, uh, looking for more Jim Ward content. He's the lead singer and founder of Sparta. And, uh, he was on like, uh, like your emo sucks podcast or something like that. And I was like, Oh, this looks interesting. And I never thought of, I never thought of Sparta's email. And then, yeah, they're classified. Emo. They're totally emo. Like, oh, I guess I did listen to some email. <laughs> A friend of mine posted some old photos from like, I think this is like 1999. This is little punk emo me from 1999. What sweatshirt are you wearing? I don't even want to fucking say because it's so (laughs) embarrassing. Um, Oh, I can, I'm sure I got something. It it was uh, this brand that was around for like a minute in the nineties called Sex S E K S. Huh. Yeah, yeah, and then That's those really are cool. uh, Ocean Pacific cargo pants. Yeah. Yes. Um, with a a chain that I had uh, bought from the hardware store, and uh, not seen in the photo, but definitely on me at this time is the matching chain around my neck. Um, with a valid rabies tag that I'd stolen from a vet clinic that I, um, did the floors on once a week. Nice. Um, and then the matching one also chained from the hardware store that was on my wrist, which I noticed the Chrome was coming off of it. And I'm like, where is it going? If it's not there, I guess it's going inside of me. And then I was like, maybe I should stop wearing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. And then, like, That's awesome, though. I had a chin strap because I like Bam Margera back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, yeah. I, oh, those are great <laughs> videos, too. DKY. Oh, dude, those videos that. were so great. Like, yeah. Loved them. Yeah. Before they got all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy how life. But, yeah, no, I, I, I have probably some photos somewhere of me with this somewhere, you know kind of a little embarrassing like i remember uh green days american idiot came out and that like had a profound impact on a few of us and uh i decided to i used to wait tables yeah i decided i would wear my kind of punk studded belt and eyeliner so there's there's an embarrassing thing for me yeah i was trying to look like billy joe skinny tie because i had to wear you know white shirt and and skinny tie yeah 
So like I, I like found some green daylight skinny ties and it's like, yeah, that's the establishment, blah blah blah. And like meanwhile it's like pop punk. It's <laughs> kinda of funny. I mean, they did a good job of like getting people into punk though. Cause like they were like, yeah, they were well, like gay yeah, punk. For sure. Cause you're yeah. like, Oh, what, what's the, what's this green day? And you kind of scratch the surface a little bit and then like, you know, you kind of fall down the rabbit hole and like get into yeah. the, like, you know, some harder punk. And then, you know, you're listening to gutter mouth and questioning life. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm, yeah. Fell down that rabbit hole hard. <laughs> No, I mean, with the pandemic and stuff, I actually got back into punk rock more um, than I used to listen to it. I was kind of more just more of a rock guy. and um, Yeah, I got back into it pretty good. And it's like, this is perfect right now. Like, this this is going to get me through the pandemic and these crazy times. And yeah, it's, it's a great, great outlet, I think. It, it absolutely is. Like, um, I never really got out of it. I think that's been like yeah it, i don't think it probably left me i just didn't yeah. listen to it as much i still listen to it plenty um i think that's like part of the the problem when i'm meeting new people is they're like you really don't act your age do you I'm like whatever I'm, <laughs> yeah i'm still 20 <laughs> fuck you <laughs> right i i i know what you mean yeah yeah, they're, they're like, why are you still wearing skate t-shirts and skate shoes? Yeah. You don't even skateboard. Yeah. It's like, I have one. You can, I, I'll ride right. it and you'll feel really bad for me when I fuck myself I'm, up. <laughs> I'm wearing Lakai's right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I have wide feet, so it's like I found out years ago that the S Excel OGs are like, those are my fit. Like, yeah. always have been. I've been wearing those shoes for like, fuck like over 25 years now like it's <laughs> yeah that's, that's one of those few times where i'll actually use the phrase if it ain't broke don't fix it right yeah, yeah. it's and then like, i had one girlfriend she's like when are you gonna grow the fuck up and wear adult shoes i'm like what are you talking about these are plenty of adults she's like yeah if you're like a 14 year old child <laughs> <laughs> no like yeah we're not gonna work out <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I specifically find, like, for my job, like, it's, it's business casual, but, like, I specifically find, like, skate brands or something that are, like, they're all black, so you can't really see, or, yeah. like, they look dressy enough because they're comfortable. Like, I'm going to be working eight hours a day. Like, you want to wear comfortable shoes, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I, I haven't hit that age yet where I feel like I can take myself seriously in New Balance. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I saw some clip somewhere of like, it was like a Ryan Gosling movie with Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, uh, what are you wearing? He's like, oh, these are my new balances. He's like, well, you, you yeah. Steve Jobs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that shit yeah, was funny. Yeah, it's funny too, because like, I see like, I see like that kind of come up and certain people like, oh, hey, I'm checking out these like new balance shoes or whatever. I'm just kind of like, Mm, I don't know. Like it's either they're there to that age, and I'm like, oh, it's okay, or I'm like, uh, you're much younger than me. Why would you wear those on purpose? I think this is ironic, so I don't. I'm not going to give you the vote of confidence in that. Yeah, don't I think do you're it. doing it in a mocking way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's 
Unless you're like a, a young dad or something and you're really like right. you know, getting into the dad yeah. life with like the yeah. the high socks and like the What's up alive? <laughs> buddy from fifth grade joining us. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh style's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been through a bunch of different like you showed me that picture, like we've all been through different phases of you know, and then stuff again comes back around and you're like, Oh, I remember that. Oh, I might, I might purchase that or, or you're like, Oh, I never wanted to see that again. Yeah. I had a khaki phase for a while with like Mark's work warehouse, like, you know, mm-hmm. button ups and like ties. Cause I thought I needed that. I thought that's what growing up meant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it wasn't great. It was like Al Borland in a tie. Like I just, <laughs> um, I, I look. Well, we're I, like so influenced by, by you know, especially if you like generally like feel like you, you, you like idolize or like that person. Like the khaki base for me was because uh, I, I I was a huge Mike Carroll fan mm. skateboarding, and so like I remember he, I want to say it was Chocolate Tool. It was the girl, girl chocolate skateboard video, and like yeah. he was rocking khakis, like full part. And I was like, "Mom, I need khakis." Put a bunch of khakis, and like I'll be like my Carol, I want to look cool, you know. That's how it is. These certain things are just like, "Oh, that looks good. I want that." It's where they get us, man. Consumerism. They they do. Um. <laughs> I still have some khakis for when I have to get dressed fancy for work, but uh, my little fuck you with them is I've got two like tan khakis that are Volcoms and then one navy blue that oh, are yeah. DCs. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not growing up yet, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had two, a few coworkers notice that. They're like, huh? Yeah. Nice, nice khakis. And I'm like, yeah, two, don't two pairs me. that I wear to work are, um, are Volcom. Yeah. <laughs> they make and nice yeah, if you pants. don't know that yeah they do and if you don't know that cut line on the back side of it like you wouldn't know yeah well and then they've got that like local. kind of the logo on on your like yeah thigh, on, the, on the calf there yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, a little sneaky it, it's a little bit sneaky but like like the like the uh shoes i also discovered there's like a specific jean that Volcom makes that just fits me really well and is very comfortable. So oh, it's nice. like, yeah. I've bought like a four or five pairs of those and I'm just like, yeah, these are my jeans now. <laughs> <laughs> Volcom, if you're listening, um, yeah, hit me up. Need to hook up sponsorship. Th- this is my sponsor me video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's creative. Like doesn't mean he doesn't need no jeans. Yeah. I'll come take pictures of your skateboarders. Hit yeah. Me up. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take pictures of your family. Like, you know, whatever. Blackmail photos. Yep. Hit me up. <laughs> That's right. They I, should sponsor more artists. They should. Or or the blackmail happens. Yeah. Yeah, or the blackmail happens. It's like, mm-hmm. yo, I got pictures of you wearing vans. You want that to get back to work? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's obviously Photoshopped. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame a guy for trying. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Just trying to get some jeans. Exactly. <laughs> well, dude, it's been so rad chatting with you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Same, um, man. Spending some time with me after work would, I imagine like, you know, after a long work day, you just want to relax. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I was, I was just actually looking forward to this, to be honest, getting through my work day. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home, jump on this. It's going to be great. So I, I appreciate you. Thank well, you. I'm going to give you one of these then for you coming out. Yeah. Go Matt. Just the, uh, Thank yeah, you. The, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it's been so rad um, hanging out with you. And uh, next yeah. time I'm down stateside, um, really hope we can yeah. get together. And, dude, anytime yeah. you're thinking of coming up to Canada, let me know. I will, yeah. 100%. That'd be rad. I'd love to check it out up there. And, yeah, if you're you know, coming to the San Francisco area, that's not far from me. So we can definitely meet up. I will definitely be there for Policom Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah. I will see you there. Dude, come on out. So I'm going to let Mr. Uh, Mocha walk us out here. And, dude, thank you so much again. It was a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks, um, man. Appreciate it. Next week, I'm going to have um, Mar- Marion Freed uh, from Paris on with us. It's going to be an earlier stream because she's in a different part of the world. So that'll be like a a noon lunchtime stream in Pacific. Um, but should be fun. Hey, good night, Andrew. Thanks good night, for everyone. Checking it out. Thanks for, for hanging Thanks, out man. with us. And dude, thank you so much again. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care out there. All right. Bye. bye.